Well, I want to welcome you today to the Hills Church at Home, wherever you're either listening or viewing. We're glad that you're a part, and we are. We are praying for you today. Hey, a couple things that you can do before we get started. You can grab your Bible. You can refresh your coffee. But I'd encourage you to download our message notes and or the kids' activity sheet from our website. You can go to Hills Church. Arcadia.org, do that. And um, as some people do, as they catch up week upon week, we don't post all of our notes online. But if you'd like a specific week's notes, you can email us uh, from the website or info at hillschurcharcadia.org, and we'll get you those notes so that you can go through it. Let's jump into our study today. Uh, In fact, my title is Keep saying it. Keep saying it. And those words are going to come out of a woman that we're going to see interacts or pursues Jesus. You know, many times in the scripture, we see Jesus going to somebody. In this particular story, we see somebody that's heard about him and is going to go to him. But let me first start with the verse we've been reading each and every week, kind of the kickoff, and that's Mark chapter 11. And it's going to be in verse 22. I just want to read just a few of these verses. And Jesus answered, he's talking to his disciples. Jesus answered and said to him, have faith in God. Have faith in God. We've been saying this week upon week since the beginning of the year. If you if you can remember four words this year, especially as you read your Bible, have faith in God. And then Jesus goes on and says these words. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and to be cast into the sea, And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I want you to remember that as we go into this story today, specifically how it ended. Believe that you received them and and you will have them. Now we're going to pick up in the story reading about Jesus where he's just crossed over. He's going to be met by the leader of the synagogue, Jairus, because he's got an impassionate call for Jesus. But in the middle of Jesus going to his house, Jesus has a connection that uh, he has with this woman that I want us to look at today and look at her faith, having faith in the stories about somebody she heard about this Jesus. So I want to pick this up. This is in Mark chapter 5, and I want to read verses 21 through 34. Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 34. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, 
And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians, she spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. For when she heard about Jesus, I wonder if we can all say that together. For when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around to the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done this, but the woman, fearing and trembling and knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Let me read that again. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Let me read verse 28 out of the Passion Translation for us. In fact, I think it's one of those verses that we need to hear today. For she kept saying to herself, if I could only, if I could touch even his clothes, I know I will be healed. Well, let's go ahead and pray today as we read these scriptures that we would pray and ask the Holy Spirit to teach us to work on the inside of us, that we would remember those four words, have faith in God. And like we just read what Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Father, we come before you this day. Lord, you are mindful exactly what we are going through. In fact, maybe this situation that comes to our present mind when we read this scripture has been going on for a long time. But Lord, we press in to have faith in you. We don't have just to hear the stories of Jesus. We get to read them alive in our Bibles. And we thank you for teaching us today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. You know, I love reading this in Mark's gospel you can read this in Matthew and in Luke. Mark, in fact, the gospel of Mark, what's always great about Mark is Mark is an action gospel. It's like he's capturing the actions of Jesus. Yet in, in this story, though Jesus is going with Jairus to go and be with him and his daughter, in the midst of this crowd, in fact, if we could get that picture in our mind, you know, we'll see this on news headlines where 
a celebrity comes out of a restaurant and all of a sudden around them are photographers and people or, or uh, sports figures and people all want their autograph and they're piled up against uh, the fence. In, in the ministry of Jesus, when it mentions multitudes, when people heard or knew where he was, crowds of people went around him. In fact, we, we know when we read in the Gospels a couple other places that people touched Jesus. We know that that happened. And yet think about this, of all the people, because the disciples knew it happened, of all of the people that touched him, only one received healing that we know of that's mentioned in here. Only one. Could it have been that people were touching him because they heard of their fame? And that's sometimes what we see in our society of people that are just drawn to be around people that are famous. She wasn't looking to be around Jesus because he was famous. She was looking to touch him because she knew and kept saying, if I only touch his garment, I will be healed. You know, uh, the, that word thronged, and we don't use that word, right? You know, I got thronged, but it, it's the crowding or pressing up against Jesus. In fact, and I get that picture of her that it wasn't easy to get in to touch him. In fact, maybe at some point it might have been too much of a hassle. You know, we do that with crowds. You, you go to a place to find a parking spot and you can't find a parking spot. Have you ever done that? You've just driven off and you've given up but she was patient enough to figure her way out. In fact, I always get this image of her having to sneak her hand all the way in there in the moment that she touched his garment. The Bible said, we read it, immediately she was healed. In fact, we read that, let's read that verse again in verse 28. For she kept saying to herself, if I could touch even his clothes, I know that I will be made well, something interesting about this woman that we read in the Bible, she's been dealing with this condition for 12 years. You know, it's easy to say 12 years, but let, let's give ourselves a realistic picture that you've been dealing with this situation from 2009 to 2021 present day, right? Let that, let that settle in, 12 years. In fact, according to the Bible, um, not only was she getting worse, she had gone to physicians that had made it worse. She had spent all of her money. So even what she was trying to do in the natural with what she had financial and physicians, it didn't help. In fact, it had made her broke and it had made her worse. We call it right here, she was at the end of the end of the line. It was the end of her rope. But she knew that if she could touch Jesus, there was enough faith now in her. If she could just touch Jesus, she would be healed. Think about this, her financial, her emotional position every year was getting worse until the minute that she encountered Jesus. You know, we won't take time to go through it, but you can go back. In fact, we read this uh, several weeks ago in our daily Bible reading. Leviticus chapter 15 speaks to the issue that she has. In fact, um, we know that it she would be declared by the law unclean. 
She would have been unclean where she sat at a table in a chair. She would have been unclean wherever she lived in the bed that she was in. Anybody that touched her. And this was a, like an emotional suffering that wherever you went, you had to hide this. She had to try to slip into a crowd. She couldn't risk that bit of getting called out. But what's interesting when in, a, um, in the Gospels, where we read about people specifically telling Jesus what they need. Well, that's what Jairus did. He specifically told Jesus what he needed and Jesus was going to go with him. Uh, this lady says nothing to Jesus. I think her plan is to slip through this crowd, reach in, touch the hem of her garment, be healed, turn around and walk away. Yet that didn't happen because Jesus would acknowledge her. And for the very last time in those 12 years, we know in the moment of seconds, she would be immediately healed. In fact, there's a verse that I want to read. We read this uh, in Romans chapter 10. Uh, we look at it as far as salvation in confessing Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But it says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then faith comes by hearing. You know, one of the things that we probably know, we know that she'd heard the stories of Jesus. Jesus, probably the healer. But she knew and she kept saying if she could only touch him. And in that day, at that time, at that moment, that's exactly what she was going to do. You know, we don't read anything about special powers in Jesus's garments. We know that when Jesus was on the cross and those garments that he wore were ripped off, the soldiers were um, gambling for his clothes to keep them. There wasn't anything uh, supernatural in those clothes as they gambled to correct them from gambling or anything else. So we know it was just clothes, but we know that her faith was set around that if she only touched Jesus. Isn't it interesting that when she's healed, that Jesus turns around and is looking and is sensitive enough that healing flowed out of him. And he finds out and knows that it is her. And it's like the spirit of the God working in. He knew that this lady did it and he was looking for her. In fact, the, I like the King James uses it this way, that he says, be whole of your plague. Well, that's what we read in Leviticus 15. Be whole of your plague. Jesus was not looking to expose her condition. Jesus didn't address what had happened. He didn't go back and pull in the law and show everybody what happened. In fact, he didn't want to expose her shame. He wanted to expose her faith. And he also says those words, go in peace. For 12 years of shame, 12 years of knowing according to the law that she's unclean, 12 years of living however she's had to have lived and functioned however she's functioned, for 12 years of being discouraged, of losing money, of going and hoping in doctors, of, of not working for 12 years, all of that shame is gone 
but Jesus speaks over her that peace. And he announces to everyone in their hearing that would carry any type of secret pain or shame that he should have hope, they should have hope in him and be free and have peace in Jesus' name. You know, we read in the time of the uh, Apostle Paul, we know that um, they had prayed over handkerchiefs and they had prayed over aprons and they were brought to sick people and we read that they were healed. But she has this encounter with Jesus that if she can only touch his clothes, she will be made well. You know, and I wrote this down. Faith pleases God, but faith doesn't move him. It moves us to act according to his word. In fact, she must have known the stories, but can I uh, encourage and motivate us today that you and I have uh, the opportunities in our Bibles. We have opportunities uh, through uh, the internet to read the Bible. We've got the stories upon stories upon stories. And what we need to do is go back in our Bibles and find those very things that are a struggle to us and begin to build our faith around the stories of what God began to do and what Jesus began to say, because she kept saying to herself, she knew it would all end if she just touched Jesus. If she stepped out of her uncomfortable, unclean zone and filtered her way through the crowd and touched Jesus, she would be whole. You know, I was remembering the story. In fact, um, for almost four summers, um, Michelle and uh, Madison and I would travel and speak at camps. And I believe it's one of my, my first ones, and it was a couple and they were from, they had attended a camp, and I believe they were youth pastors in Arizona. And I, I don't remember much of what we prayed or the night when we prayed, but I remember them coming. It was probably on one of the last days. And they wanted prayer. And I remember that they started just sobbing and crying. They couldn't have children. And they wanted me to pray for them to have children. And uh, I don't know what I said. I don't know what I prayed. I don't know what scriptures I prayed. But I remember praying for them. And, uh, you know, you kind of go on your way and several years go by. And so I remember probably it was probably four years later that I was at another camp. And this couple comes up to me and they have a, you know, uh, they're holding a couple kids. I think there was an, another one. And they came up and they said, hey, we just wanted to come up and give you a great testimony about our kids. And I, I knew I probably looked at them. I wasn't cluing in on who they were, what they were saying. And then they used those words. I don't know if you remember, but about four years ago, you prayed over us in this spot, in this place that we would have kids. And look now, I think they had now three kids, like they were, they were having kids. You know, what I, and I remember thinking this, I remember thinking, I didn't remember praying specifically over them. I, I remembered that we prayed for them after they reminded me. But you know what they did? They were the ones that pressed in enough to come up and, and want to grab hold with a stranger. Somebody just speaking at a camp. Some, somebody that they just felt like, I'm going to come up and have him pray. And because of their faith to step out to pray, I was eyewitness 
of what God did of having these three kids. Now, now here, and I, I joke about this when I remember this story. It, it wasn't because now I have some grace of a healing power that I can lay hands on people that can't have kids and they can have kids. That wasn't it at all. You know what it was? It was a couple that had probably done whatever they had done. I don't know. But for a moment of time and a prompting of the spirit on the inside, they felt like if I can go to this, this guy who we I have no idea who he is and we can pray, we're believing that we'll have kids. And I was an eyewitness of it. Reminds me of this story with this woman. In fact, when I think about speaking God's word, speaking God's word over my situation gives me clarity what he thinks specifically about what I'm going through. You know, I have maybe a thousand things going through my mind, how I might be able to deal with my situation, but his word gives me clarity of what to do. This woman had clarity that if I touch his garment, I'll be healed. This couple that I gave you an example, that if we can pray in agreement with somebody, we're going to have kids. And they kept having kids. Hopefully they stopped. They kept having kids. God's word gives you clarity in every situation. In fact, the next thing is, I need to build up my faith, my belief in his word and what he's done according to the stories in the word of God. You know, um, Mark captures a lady that is has no name to us. In fact, you would have thought that Jesus would have stopped and used that interaction as a teaching point. No, you can read your Bible. He moves on and he's going to Jairus's house. It was a moment of time in the middle of him going somewhere that somebody stopped them and had faith that their situation that day would be completely changed. And then the last thing was she connected into the power of God. In fact, let me jump back up there and let's look at that last part of that verse. In fact, she said this, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I only, if only I may touch his clothes, I will be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Now, here's what I wanted to get at. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around to the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, you see the multitudes thronging you? And you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done the thing. He looked around to see her. Is the father looking around to see those that are responding in faith over their situation. And I love what he says to her daughter. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. You know, I was remembering a time. In fact, I don't have a picture, nor would I throw a picture up. But I remember a time we were living in North Carolina. And um, 
I ended up getting exposed to a uh, sumac oil, which is a, a vine. In fact, I was clearing out a section of our woods and not, not knowing anything about it. I was cutting all of these vines down and I ended up getting this oil on my skin. Several days later, I had started what um, I thought was like a poison ivy reaction. And I went to the store and got the lotions that you had in the it started to, uh, on my body, it started to, to um, like grow and spread. Well, we were in between switching healthcare insurances. And I, and I couldn't remember if it's 30 or 45 day wait. So we didn't have insurance at the time. Uh, well, this thing began to spread. It not only spread to my arms, it spread to my chest, it spread to my legs, it started to go up my neck. It, the pictures that I have, it actually looks like that I'm a, a burn victim. And I would every day, I would have Michelle wrap me up and then I would wear a shirt. The reason she had to wrap me up is the, the welts and everything got so oozing that they would begin, they would just begin to drip through my clothes. So she wrapped me up. So I tried everything that I could. I was doing oatmeal baths. I was putting on this lotion, that lotion. We were looking up remedies. We were looking up, up wraps. And again, we were in between. I, I, I couldn't go to the doctor. I, we were in between um, our healthcare provider. And I remember somebody coming on a Sunday and, and after I spoke, they had no idea. They came up and they gave me some, some money and they said, God told us to do this because you'd know what to do. Well, I ended up going to urgent care. And I'll never forget the doctor looking at me and he says, I'm going to do you a favor today. I should call an ambulance because the reason that it's spreading, it's in your bloodstream. And had you let this go on too longer, your this would start coming out of every area of your body. Well, he gave me a steroid shot, and the next day or two, uh, all of the all of this these welts and things over my body begin to leave. And I thought it was so instant. But here here's what shook me and reminded me of this: I was just kind of I think allowing this to continue on. I'm doing what I know to do. But somehow, somewhere, God used somebody to kind of get a hold of me to get to a doctor whom, you know, I, I knew at the time God used. But I remember looking back on that story saying, what was I as desperate as that woman? And maybe desperate is not a good word. Was I so stirred in faith that I knew that God would do something? Or was I just allowing this to kind of live in my life and my body. I wonder sometimes if it's just the things we allow that we haven't pressed in to hear what God says. Remember that, clarify what he says about your situation in his word and by faith, believe him. Well, let's pray today. In fact, uh, you may not have an issue like this woman with the issue of blood ha has, but maybe there's something just as daunting that you're facing. And maybe you've done all that you can do and you've tried to get help, whether it's doctors or lawyers or uh, counselors, and you find yourself at the end. You know what I always find? Jesus didn't say, of course, you know, after 12 years, you finally use me now. He doesn't say that at all. In fact, he uses those words, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed. King James, you're, you've been freed and whole of your plague. No more shame. 
Let's connect with Jesus today and the very thing that you need, you're believing him for. And so, Lord, you know every situation. You know how we respond. You know how we think. But, Lord, I pray today that we come back to your word, your hope. Maybe we've tried everything that we can. But today we get clarity on a situation to by faith press through a crowd, to by faith say that I'm going to touch the hem of his garment and I'll be healed. Today that I'm going to speak your word over my life and I know it's going to begin to work, that I'm not going to live another day of shame, but I'm going to live today in peace and in your direction. Lord, your words give us clarity, strength, and hope. Your stories encourage us. Because it builds up our faith and faith comes by us hearing. Strengthen us today, Lord. I pray that we reach out and get in prayer with people, get in agreement. Because we know this, by your stripes, we are healed. And we bless you today in Jesus' name. In fact, as we do each week, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or you've been running from him, I want to say today is the day, and I want you to pray this prayer along with me, that you would mean it in your heart, as we even commented about Romans chapter 10, that you would believe it in your heart, confess it with your mouth, because the Bible says that Jesus is your Lord. It is a new beginning of following him. Pray this with me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived and died and rose again for me, and I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. And today I begin my relationship with you in Jesus' name. Amen. In fact, if you prayed that for the first time or you prayed that to rededicate your life, I would so encourage you to reach out to us. You can do so from our website. You can do so from email info at hillschurcharcadia.org or comment back on the social media platforms that you may be watching this on. So important that we can connect. So important that you dig into the Bible and start in the Gospels and read about Jesus, the one you just accepted as your Lord and your Savior. You know, as we get ready to close up, we're going to receive our tithes and offerings. So I want to read this very short yet powerful verse out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. You know how we usually uh, uh, operate and do things? Many times we walk by sight and then we'll act on faith. No, uh, we're, we're instructed the word, we walk by faith and not by sight. So in our giving today, we are saying as we give, that we walk by faith and we trust God that as we give, that he is at work. So pray this with me today. As I give in today's offering, I have vision to see beyond my present circumstance, beyond my present problems, beyond my needs and my desires. By faith, I see God at work on my behalf to open doors that have been shut to open up my mind to new ideas and my heart to new passions. I give today with great expectancy 
for my God to do the impossible. In Jesus' name, amen. In fact, if you're giving today, you can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. Just click on the give button. It's safe, it's fast, and it's secure. You can also give by mail. You can write to us, the Hills Church Arcadia, P.O. Box 661419. That's Arcadia, California, 91066. Hey, let me last you uh, encourage you to join us on Easter. Easter comes early this year. It's April 4th. Join us on Easter. In fact, there's really three ways that you can do it. In person, in our outdoor courtyard, if you prefer to be outdoor, or online. So I encourage you to join us. If you're joining us in person or outdoor, you can come early and experience some uh, uh, breakfast items and food uh, with one another. And then you can stay after for a time uh, of some lunch as we celebrate Easter together. So I encourage you to keep up. We'll have more information. But anyways, plan on it, right? In service, outdoor or online. We'd love for you to be a part. And as we do each and every week, we want to declare and say this verse over our lives as David wrote it and said it, looking to the hill where the very presence of God was located in the Ark of the Covenant. He said, I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Well, the Lord bless you. Have a great day. We look forward to connecting with you soon. God bless you.